I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 1039 WYAB. This is a safe space for the independent thinkers out there. Um, I'm the world's longest uh, radio tease, or at least in the history of my show, I teased a clip from Senator Kennedy down in Louisiana yesterday. And to be fair, I should probably pull some of his good clips out, too, because he does some pretty funny stuff. Again, they never get anywhere with any of these investigations. But um, this clip today is just something I I couldn't ignore. So uh, what I promised I would do yesterday and then broke my promise for the Senator Kennedy clip, I'll, I'll play it today. Kind of, I'm, I'm kind of interested to think what conservatives uh, feel about what he's uh, proposing. Anyway, we'll do that later. Um, I got a lot to get to, so I'll, let's go ahead and get into it. In terms of my quotes of the day, you're gonna have to just bear with me a little bit. I've, I've, I've fallen in love with this girl on Twitter by the name of Donnie. I guess it's Donnie. It's D O N I. Young black girl, I played a clip from her last time. I don't know how I stumbled across her. She got into my algorithm, and I know why. Twitter does know me to some degree. Uh, But she's a young black girl. She's quite obviously a libertarian thinker. Um, And she's put out, she puts out some little short clips, and there have been a couple that I've, I've really been pretty impressed with. And here's one of them right here in terms of a quote of the day. Here is Donnie on slavery in the United States. I think a lot of folks can agree on when we're learning about slavery and reading about it, people ask this question. Well, damn, how did it go on for so long? And, you know, it had to turn into a war to fix it. Well, I would say this is the same reason why we're having the same issues today, because people are not doing anything about it. They're just sitting back and they don't care until it actually happens to them. We got so many people locked up in the system right now. It's slavery for victimless crimes. No human was harmed. No one's property was was harmed. But they did something against what the government told them that they could not do. We're not supposed to have rulers. We're not supposed to have slave catchers and and, and auctioneers auctioning off human beings and people in this country. This government is supposed to get the consent of the governed. It's not supposed to be ruling over us. We need another abolitionist movement because we need to be freeing people and preventing people from being caught by these slave catchers. Yeah, I like that. That was pretty radical, huh? conservative talker. Now, she's talking about the people that have been jailed, not because they're predators on the streets. I don't know anybody who does not want, well, I won't take that. I won't say that. There's plenty of lunacy on the left right now that wants predators to still walk the streets for some reason, because I think it's, I think it's offensive to arrest them. But to the libertarian mind, there are certainly people who deserve to be taken off the streets because they prey on other human beings. But we've got a very large population of prisoners who have been involved over the years in victimless crimes. And if you can't have your freedom because you 
broached some, and, and I'm going to get into that in just a second. So you're going you're gonna to have to kind of bear with me uh, on these quotes, and I'll, I'll flesh out exactly what they mean. This idea that the government just says you can do this, but you cannot do this, not because you're hurting somebody else, but they just de- you cannot have raw milk. You can't have raw milk. I know your neighbor has got a great farm and you know them well and you know the health of their livestock and you've decided you want raw milk. No, the government says, no, you cannot have raw milk. Now, to some of you, that sounds gross, doesn't it? Raw milk, what? Well, there's a lot of health benefits to raw milk and a lot of people really like it. Our government just says you can't have it and there have been episodes of the uh, the feds, local cops going in and breaking down the doors of raw milk dispensers and arresting them, taking their stuff, destroying all of their milk, and hauling them into court and destroying their lives because they dared to sell raw milk. So understand where this is coming from. We're not talking about opening the prison cells and letting all the rapists and murderers out. It is for the victimless crimes. But she goes on to say this, and this will flesh out in today's show as well. I've been seeing folks getting celebrated and pushed because they're walking away from one authoritarian party to another authoritarian party. But I'm telling you, the real walkway movement, the real eye-opener is when you walk away from authoritarianism and, and you walk, walk into libertarianism. And it's not just like the Libertarian Party. It's a whole liberty movement going on. When you want to walk away from authoritarian, tyrannical rule and you want to be free, you want economic freedom, you want social freedom, you don't, as long as you're not harming anyone else, you're not committing fraud against anyone else, that you want those freedoms protected. Your individual liberties and freedoms are so important What's the point of living if you're being ruled by someone else and someone tells you what you can and can't eat, what you can and can't do, what you can and can't do with your property? If you're going to really walk away and want to be celebrated, I will celebrate those who want to walk away from authoritarian rule who wants liberty and freedom for themselves and for everyone else. That's a real walkway. You know, it's always been kind of interesting to me, the black community with their history of real abuse by the government. Uh, has somehow, when, it, when it's all been said and done for the vast majority, I guess, of, of the black community that votes Democrat, with all of the abuses of this government, not that long ago, that they have found themselves siding with the government now. It's strange to me. So maybe that's one of the reasons I have my little, my philosophical crush on uh, Donnie. Yeah, but I'm going to, point this out too. And what she's saying there is, you know, leaving the, the walkaway movement from the Democrats. I mean, that's beautiful to free your mind if you've been on the Democrat plantation for a long time and you're walking away. But are you walking away to freedom or are you walking away to another authoritarian party? And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about today because we know, we know that the Democratic Party has become essentially full-on authoritarian, right? Censorship, mandates, you get fired from your job if you don't take an experimental pharmaceutical product. It's mind-boggling stuff. How the Democrats went along with this, I actually am going to do a show. (laughs) I'm going to do a show soon, maybe next week. Maybe I can get it into next week. I'm beginning to believe all of our problems may come down to the fact we've all been poisoned. It's a very interesting concept to me as I started thinking about it and looking at some headlines. I'll flesh that out in a show uh, in the future. But we are living in a, t- in a time where both parties are authoritarians. 
And and I guess it's the, it's drawing the contrast. This is really the scam of the two-party system. You know, if you if you're kind of bent towards freedom, you, the Democrats are so bad you can't go along with them. So you believe, well, their only choice then is just to become a Republican, and then you ignore the authoritarian tendencies of the Republican Party as well. And one of the reasons I brought this up is I, I ran across a a, t- a tweet from Stephen Crowder. Now, I'm not a big fan of Stephen Crowder, and he's had his issues going on recently that I don't really keep up with, the soap opera drama of him and his wife and some other stuff. I don't really care about that, but I know he's a hero to many people on the right. But this is one of those things that I wish the right would see because it drives me up a wall. This is a tweet that Stephen Crowder put out. Now, this was back in uh, August, August 27th of 2020. Now, think about the the rules and regulations and laws that have been set up for us, right? You can't leave your house. You can't jog on the beach. You can't open your church. You can't open your business. You can't open your schools. Remember all of these rules. Stephen Crowder tweeted out in the middle of 2020, on August 27th, while we are <laughs> underneath the boot of American authoritarianism, he tweets this out. You commit a crime, any, all capital, you commit a crime, all caps, any crime, you are no longer peaceful. What? What? This is a leader of the conservative movement essentially saying if you do anything that the government tells you you can't do, because it becomes a crime, right? They just make things illegal. You can't have this plant. You can't have that raw milk. You can't open your business. You can't. Uh, walk into a building without a mask. It doesn't matter what it is. They all become crimes because we have a government that just announces you're not allowed to do these things. And Stephen Crowder, as a leader of the conservative movement, says if you do anything, if you violate anything the government tells you uh, that you can't do, you're no longer peaceful. This is really kind of stunning to me uh, to see this. Now, again, this is an old tweet. Maybe he's woken up, but good Lord, if you can't see... (laughs) That the time for committing crimes, basically, what do they call it? Uh, 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 oh, gosh. Civil disobedience. Civil disobedience is around breaking rules, right? Committing, air quotes in the studio, crimes. Understand that the definition of crime is just something the government tells you you can't do. Now, I'm somebody who certainly believes if you harm another person through force or fraud... Uh, you, you go off the streets. That's a moral crime. Open in your business? That wasn't a moral crime. You're not being unpeaceful. You're not being a violent protester if you open your business against a government man. I mean, I could go through this laundry list of things, but for the leader, one of the leaders of young conservatives to say, if you commit any crime, you're no longer peaceful. And this is what, you know, this conservative, if it's... This conservative is basically telling you that if you do not obey the powerful in every way, you're incredibly dangerous. If you grow a plant that the government says you can't grow, you're not peaceful. You're dangerous. If you buy raw milk when the powerful people say you can't, you're a dangerous criminal. If you don't give the government every nickel it seeks from you, you're not being peaceful. You're a criminal. You're a danger to the society. If you open up your church when the government says you can't, then you're a threat, and that needs to be dealt with. And so this idea, the day is coming. Again, 
I'm going to be a little ahead of the curve, maybe offend some people now, some of the law and order crowd right now. But the day is coming where you're going to find yourself committing willingly a bunch of crimes because they've eventually made so many things illegal that it is just intolerable to live under. There was somebody who had put out a there's a there's a meme that goes around that I've I've kept kind of pinned to something along this thing. Uh, the Holocaust was legal in Germany. Hiding Jews, that was a crime. In the United States, owning a slave was fine. If you freed a slave, that was a crime. Segregation at one point was legal. Protesting racism, protesting segregation, sitting on the front of a bus. As a free American, that was a crime. At the bottom of this meme, it says, friendly reminder, legality isn't a guide to morality. And it's absolutely true. A couple other things we're going to get into here in just a second, kind of along this, this same line. Because, I don't know, are you noticing the trend on, uh, on gun laws? What happens if, you, if they outlaw these AR-15s at some point? God knows they're coming from them, for them. You're going to turn yours in immediately? If not, you'll be committing a crime. That's, of course, a victimless crime. But Stephen Crowder would have you believe you're no longer peaceful. You need to be dealt with. And so there's going to be this time where conservatives wake up and realize they're on the wrong side of the air quotes here in the studio law. You're not on the wrong side of morality. You're not on the wrong side of humanity but you may be on the wrong side of the, the law. When they come take your guns, who do you think is going to come take them? Not going to be social justice baristas with blue hair. No. It's going to be cops. It's going to be the military. They teamed up together but, uh, in New Orleans during Katrina to go around and uh, disarm people. You know, so I could go on and on, and I've got a couple of other ex- examples of it. This is the idea that, what, what, you know, if you want to run from totalitarianism, you're only halfway if you run away from the Democratic Party. They are the main purveyors of authoritarian totalitarian right now, no doubt about it. But if you think you're free, think you're free throwing in your lot with Republicans, I'm going to show you a couple of cases where I might disagree. Be right back. You know, I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I go back and forth in my own mind of whether or not I even keep paying attention to this kind of stuff. Because, you know, it's not making me popular. I'm not certainly not getting rich doing this. You know, I mean, Clay Edwards could fart into a can and put it out on YouTube and he'd get 10 times the number of listeners I would get. No knock against Clay's. Number one, he's a marketing genius and he, and he, he does a good show, gives people something that entertains them. And I, I keep, I, it's just something wrong with me. I can't ignore this stuff because what's happened so many times in this country and things are getting serious to me. It's this pendulum of this idea that, well, we'll just go to the R's for a little while. And then when the R's do something to you, you go, you know, those few people that sway elections, some people will always vote R. Well, maybe we'll try the Dems this time. I'm telling you, just like Donnie said, you're just leaving one authoritarian party for another. Now, there are good Republicans out there. 
But usually they don't win the primaries because the Republican Party itself is so massively corrupt and so full of authoritarians that they've got you locked in this thing. I'm just trying to free some minds here. Whether it works or not, whether my style works or not, I don't know. I, it's just I can't ignore it. Maybe I just want to leave a record of the fact that I understood what was going on while most people were wasting their time on all the little side issues. The DNI, I guess this is the... Was this the director of national intelligence? I just clipped this. I mean, listen to this. This is, this is what American people are, are going through right now. The DNI unsealed court documents a few days ago, revealing that the FBI improperly used surveillance technology over 278,000 times to spy on Americans. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. To spy on Americans connected to the George Floyd protests in 2020 and the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. You understand what we're up against here? You understand why the Mike Madison show stands in a very unpopular stance that says, you guys need to quit arguing with each other. They're screwing all of you. Now, I'm sure the people, if you went out and pulled a couple of protesters from January 6th and a couple of protesters from the George Floyd protest and put them in a room together, they're going to have a whole lot of disagreements. But I'll tell you right now, you're all being targeted by the same organization, and that is the government. See, the FBI for conservatives, they're not targeting you because you're conservatives. And to the left, you know, you, this is the organization, the FBI, that murdered MLK and Malcolm X. To the left, I'm just stunned. This is the group. This is the FBI that set up the anti-war movement in the 60s and 70s and infiltrated them, the Black Panthers. Of course, at the time, conservatives were cheering for it when it was targeting the left-wing groups. Recently, the FBI was targeting Donald Trump, so the left started loving it. They've always been targeting all of you because there's no ideology there. It's if you're a dissident. If you are a dissident... The government will come for you. So you may win. You may have your administration in power. Maybe Joe Biden will use the feds to go after, after some of the right-wing people. But you're hearing that right now. That they went after the George Floyd protesters, too. They will go after anybody who dissents. And this was just almost heartbreaking, except that it's so not unexpected. There was an, uh, an FBI whistleblower. I, I've said it here. I said it once, I've said it a billion times. Whistleblowers, and that includes Julian Assange, who is still rotting in a prison cell. Thank you, Donald Trump, Mike Pompeo, Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, all of these people who have taken one of the few people that was truly fighting the deep state and exposing their secrets. We've, we've got him rotting in a Belmarsh prison, slow killing him. Uh, but an FBI whistleblower was testifying on Congress, and this should, I don't care if you're on the right or the left, young, old, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. If you're an American citizen and you care about just being able to be left alone, to live your own life, this should concern you. This is a testimony of an FBI whistleblower. Listen to what he says about being a whistleblower against this government. All of the hardships you've gone through. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues, came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it. What advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. 
So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. Okay, well then do something about it. That's the Congress critter, and I just clicked off the clip. I can't even remember exactly who it was. Well, good for him for highlighting it, getting that out of the public. But nothing's going to happen. Do something about it. Republicans, I mean, even the Durham report, you know what? You know where the Durham report landed? Uh, there probably should be some reforms to the FBI. There's no reforming this system. It's, it's just not going to happen. It's too entrenched. It's, 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 too, it's too big. It's too powerful. It needs to be abolished. And, and for the longest time, it was the right supporting this government and the, the feds. I mean, you think about it for most of you conservatives. Look, I was right there with you back in the 1990s. Of course, I always give myself a little. I was in my 20s. And I was, I don't know, I was drinking pretty heavily, too, heavily, too. Maybe that was part of the reason. But I've been there amongst you. But, I mean, conservatives, come on. You've been the law and order Johnny Law party for a long time. You're waking up now. God love you. It's finally become so in your face now, this government. But the left, to the left, you used to see this. Nothing's changed. It's just gotten worse. The left used to understand this. this the, the feds were the man, right? The man out there going after the Black Panthers, going after MLK, going after the anti-war protesters. So this is not new stuff. People have been trampled under the government's boots for at least as long as we've been an empire. And I'm sure other countries do this too, but we're supposed to be in charge here. This is, it's supposed to be different. If you get on the wrong side of the feds and you are not a multi, multi-millionaire, you're just going to have to plead. You can't afford to defend yourself against this government. And it's been like that for a long time. You know, the, the, the court system in this country, probably most corps, uh, courts are as corrupt as the rest of the system. You know, I, I talked about this just briefly, and I know it'd be so unpopular, but we talk about schools being indoctrination centers. And I actually don't like the Pledge of Allegiance being done every morning. And I know that upsets a lot of conservatives, a lot of people who consider themselves patriots. I'm just telling you, it just feels kind of indoctrination to me right there because we've, we, we, we essentially have accepted this government. It almost feels like we're pledging allegiance to the United States, meaning whatever our government does is good. You can't dare question it. You've pledged your allegiance to it. I don't pledge my allegiance to a piece of cloth or to a government. I plead, I'll pledge my allegiance to the freedoms that this country was founded on in a heartbeat. That's what I love about the United States. But so I've come out a little bit against the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> That's not, not popular. But you know another thing I can't stand? And, and this is just, like I said, I have oppositional defiance disorder. Maybe I shouldn't self-diagnose uh, self myself like that. They may send someone after me. But, but the fact that when you're in court, everybody has to stand up when the judge comes in. Now, I, this is longstanding practice, and a lot of people might think, well, you know, now you're just, now you're just trying to be a problem. Like, what is it about these guys in robes that we have to genuflect in front of them? Have you ever been in a court 
I've been in court before. I've had great rulings and judges that I really liked and some that really weren't very good, to be honest with you. Some of them lazy. You, know, you have to stand up for them. This, this government official has walked into the building. Everybody, to your feet, to your feet. It's just a human being in charge of a process. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is where I am, people. This is, this is where I am. When I come back, I'm going to hit on this, this authoritarian thing. If you leave the, the... And look, I understand. The Democrats are so bad. You're trying to find some... You're trying to at least stop them. They're so authoritarian now. and so, Oh, they're just horrific. I'm just saying, if you're running to the Republican Party, I'm not sure you're getting the bang for your buck that you think you are. I'll do that when we come back. Stick around. <laughs> We are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. Um, <laughs> you know, we need freedom people now. We really do. I think we're to that point now where we need some some real freedom style uh, people in office. I don't care if it's RFK Jr. is more aligned with personal freedom than the vast majority of Republicans. The vast majority of Republicans. And he's a Democrat. I don't care where it comes from. Now, he's also bad on some issues. I'm not in love with RFK Jr. He's done some great work, and he says some great things right now. He's got a pretty long, pretty long track record and comes from a good lineage of his dad and his uncle. But the Republican Party, I have this argument with Stephen Utroska. You know, we, argument, you know, we're very friendly. I, I love Stephen to death. I think he... You know, he appreciates my stuff. He's definitely got a libertarian lean to him. But, you know, his, his thing is you need to stick with the Republican Party and reform it. I, I don't know it's, I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, and, and here's the thing. Here's one of the reasons I bring this stuff up, because right now the right is out of love with the FBI, right? You're out of love with it. You've seen the corruption when it came to the Russia hoax. You've seen the massive investigation into poor people who were just mad after the 2020 election, and some of them took a guided tour through the Capitol when the government says it wasn't okay, so they've just made horrific examples out of them. So the right is out of love with the FBI right now. If a Republican won in 2024 and ran the government and the FBI started targeting with the same nefarious tactics, the left, most people on the right would fall right back in love with the FBI. Oh, it's good again. Because people just are not consistent in understanding. Don't create a monster and think you're going to control it for forever. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but it seems to kind of uh, get out of control. And this is what I want to bring this up to Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz announced his intentions to investigate Bud Light's relationship with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney due to the impact it has on impressionable children. Quote, I can't think of a company in modern times that has more alienated its customer base and seem to have uh, so little understanding of who it is that they actually think drinks Bud Light. This is what Cruz said on Fox News to Brian Kilmeade. 
Quote, this week I sent a letter to the CEO of Anheuser-Busch, along with Senator Marsha Blackburn, another Republican from Tennessee, because the CEO of Anheuser-Busch is also the CEO or the chairman of the Beer Institute, which is the regulatory body, the industry's regulatory body that regulates itself. And one of the rules that beer companies are supposed to follow is they're not supposed to market to kids. So what Ted Cruz is doing here, just so everybody understands, now a lot of people will say, this is great. This is great, Ted Cruz going after the woke Bud Light. Bud Light dug its grave, and it's currently laying in it, isn't it? Its sales are down across the board. I mean, it's the possibly the worst marketing mistake I've ever seen. And they are paying the price for it through the free market. People voluntarily saying, this company stands for something that I do not believe in, so I'm not going to support them. And you're hitting them right where it hurts, in the free market. Ted Cruz not happy with that. Ted Cruz and Marsha Blackburn, they want to take the tremendous power of the federal government and start investigating the brand. Well, Mike, I think they're targeting children. How many, how many pop stars and athletes that are worshipped by children across the country are involved in advertising adult products. Dozens? Hundreds? Now, but Bud Light did something. So Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, the authoritarian, let's just go ahead and say it. He's going to use the government. It's not bad enough for Bud Light that they're losing sales. Nobody will, I mean, they're just a joke now to most people known to have made the greatest marketing blunder of all times. But that's not good enough. No, we have to bring down a massive federal government investigation because of this issue. And for those of you who are out there saying, well, Mike, he's just doing it because... No, he's not. He doesn't care about the fact... As I said, how many adult products are marketed by a bunch of pop stars or athletes or anybody else that kids look up to? We're not looking into them, are we? No, just Bud Light, because Ted Cruz knows this is politically popular. Ted Cruz is very aware to work the system that Mike Madison just can't quite catch on to, <laughs> which is, you know, just red meat to your, to your base. And this is why I say there's just so little consistency or honesty. Uh, we want small limited government, except when a company, a private company like Bud Light, goes out and does something we don't like. We're going to bring the government hammer down on them. I, I have another unpopular stance of, of Ron DeSantis going in and messing with Disney. I don't like Disney. But conservatives just cheer for the deep state, cheer for the bureaucracy when it's being brought down on the heads of somebody you don't like. That doesn't work. In the Disney case, I think we should be promoting more. If, there's, if there are other companies that want to run their own part, to get out from underneath the government and run their own part of this country in a private way, we should be encouraging that. We should have more of those, not fewer, not take the one example of Disney that provided for themselves and were not a burden to taxpayers. And we've decided to thrust the government upon Disney. And this is now a conservative victory for some strange reason. It buggers belief. That's not a cuss word, is it? I think they say that in England, buggers. I think I can get it. I don't think that's an FCC word. But anyway, I, I just, I'm just telling you, using the government to beat somebody over the head just because you don't like them is just a, it's a fool's errand. It always comes back to bite you. I don't know how many more examples we need to, sh we need to see. All right, as I promised, when we come back, I'm going to get into the Senator Kennedy clip. 
as I said, he gives some pretty good, uh, pretty good questioning in Congress. He's entertaining. I'll put it that way. Nothing ever happens, but he's entertaining. This time, he did not entertain me. I'll be right back. This is Senator John Kennedy. He is a senator from, he's from the state of Louisiana, I believe. Very entertaining sometimes. Uh, Not so much this time. Um, I think this needs to be pointed out because this is another one that I think, look, I talk to a conservative audience. I don't know if this is, it's probably just unpopular. You're always telling us how wrong we are. What about the left? Look, you got 22, well, now only do one hour a day. You got 23 hours a day to tune into conservative talk radio to point out the very obvious problems with the left these days. I don't feel I need to do that with my hour. 23 other hours a day. I have most days 24 hours. I only got two hours a week. I'm just trying to point out a few things and warn you. Warn you about things. This is Senator Kennedy talking to the head of the DEA. Thank you, Madam Chair. Madam Administrator, um, the two cartels that are sending fentanyl into the United States are located in Mexico, aren't they? Yes, sir. And isn't it a fact that we could stop those cartels in their tracks if President Lopez Obrador would invite American military and or law enforcement personnel to come into Mexico and work with his military and law enforcement personnel? Senator, what I would say from my purview as the head of the DEA... It, but is my, is my statement true or not? What I would say is that we're focused on the two cartels, um, who we believe are doing exactly what you say. They are responsible for the fentanyl coming Let me ask you United again. If, if President Lopez Obrador invited the American military and or American law enforcement officials to come into Mexico to work with the same in Mexico, we could stop the cartels, could we not? Senator, I believe this is, a, this is a whole of government effort and has to be, including whether it's the military, us, FBI, now, Madam, and others. Madam Administrator, I listen, I've listened to you here for almost an hour telling us how bad fentanyl is. Thank you for that, but we know. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask you a third time. If President Lopez Obrador invited American, the American military and our law enforcement personnel to come into Mexico and work with the same in Mexico, we could stop the cartels. Isn't that a fact? So, Senator, I can speak to the law enforcement side of this, um, and you just mentioned law enforcement. Uh, I believe that this is vital for both Mexico and the United States. Mexicans are, are dying as well, as we, as we showed in the Chapitos. Well, then why don't we stop them? So we Would are- it help? Let me ask you a fourth time. Would it help if President Lopez Obrador, I don't think it's a complicated question, Madam Administrator. You're asking us for more money every year, more money, and it gets worse, worse, and worse. You you know, in in the real world, the nitty-gritty of the real world, when you fail, you get fired. In government, when you fail, you get more money because obviously you need it. All right. I've only got a few minutes left. So much to unpack in this segment. So what Senator Kennedy wants, 
and what our government is considering, this DEA uh, chief is actually in support of this, is another military excursion into our southern neighbor, another military operation, more taxpayer dollars to send our troops into another country to now fight the cartels. Funny and ironically enough, uh, the CIA has been shown to work with the cartels, most likely the uh, Sinaloa cartel. At one point, there was a big, a big cartel war going on. The, the CIA said, oh, well, we're going to support the Sinaloa cartel and help take out their enemies. You know, that way there's not quite so much violence. But we're going to use another military option to occupy another country. This is where we are now to control our drug problem. Uh, another point. Fentanyl is a real problem. Do you know why we have fentanyl in the first place? Fentanyl is not just a recreational drug. People haven't just been doing fentanyl for forever. Uh, it's because it is so potent that you can take small packs of it, very easy to smuggle. So when you have prohibition, when you can get arrested for, for taking drugs across a border or down the highway, you want it to be in the smallest packet possible to make it easy to smuggle. It is called the Iron Law of Prohibition. And I'll say it again. It's why when they didn't allow drinking in football stadiums, people took hard liquor. Because you could get a buzz with a small bottle you just mixed with your Coke or your Sprite. You didn't take in a cooler full of Bud Light. You took the most potent thing you could possibly conceal from the gate. And that's what you took in. Not because you wanted to drink Everclear, but you wanted to have a buzz during the game and have some fun. So you took the hardest liquor you could smuggle in. That's what fentanyl is. Fentanyl is a direct result of the drug war. So instead of actually addressing the root cause of why fentanyl is an issue now, we're going to double down. Another thing in this, the idea that sending our military in, even if we take over Mexico in another huge military operation that cost American taxpayers hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars, if you think that drugs aren't going to come in off the Pacific coast, the Gulf coast somewhere else, the East coast, or through the borders of Canada, if you think that these smugglers and these drug cartels are not going to figure out a way to bypass Mexico, you got another thing coming. And then what happens when we find out, well, it's actually in Nicaragua and El Salvador and Colombia and Brazil and Paraguay. How far is our military going to go to fight this problem? This is absolutely asinine. And this is authoritarian. The fact that the government looks at any particular plant, whether or not you or I think it's good for you, but again, I'll say it, I look at people in the grocery store cons consuming things that will destroy their lives. Slowly, not as bad as drugs. The end result is you're on the taxpayer nickel being treated for a whole host of diseases that we have to pay for because we have this flawed system of, of health care in this country. But the idea that because the government says this plant is bad and that plant is bad, now you can, you can ferment this plant and put it into a bottle and we'll let you get as drunk as you want to, but we will not let you grow this plant, crush it up, uh, crush up the flowers, dry it and smoke it. We won't allow that. We say no is absurd, an anathema to freedom, actual freedom. So anyway, big swing and a miss. I'll try to bring in a, uh, a John Kennedy clip so that I'm fair and balanced here of when he does something clever. This was not clever, it's not smart, and it's dangerous. This is another part of Republican authoritarianism. All the time I got today, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.